This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Navigation system. Please say a command. On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin City sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is the Ride with Royce. He's going the distance. What's up, everybody? Here on the ride, normally with Royce, except I'm Myron Metcalf, uh, college basketball reporter for ESPN, former Star Tribune reporter. I still live here in the city. They, they haven't kicked me out of state yet, so I'm going to continue to enjoy it. And we're going to talk a lot of sports, as always, when I get a chance to fill in for Royce. We're going to talk about what I think is probably Mike Zimmer's dream of Sam Bradford throwing a pass to Teddy Bridgewater in the Super Bowl. <laughs> You know, as Case Keenum looks on from the sideline, I don't know. As he as as one one tear falls down Zimmer's face, and uh, that uh, Titanic music plays in the background. <laughs> so we'll get to that at, at some point. We'll talk about the the Timberwolves. Who man, you know, I, I know a couple months ago it was like, yeah, they got promise. Then a month later, it was like these guys could be pretty good. Now it's like they they can do some damage. I mean, there there aren't. Four or five teams in the West where you're like, oh, they could definitely beat the Timberwolves. There might be two right now where you go, okay, that team, they probably have a lot of trouble with them, the the Rockets and, and the Warriors, and we'll get to that as well. I want to talk a little bit about Gophers football and something I thought about during the National College Football Playoff yesterday, and we'll obviously talk my specialty, college basketball. But, uh, fellas, I want to start with this. I need your help on something. Um, I don't know who to tip anymore like what i mean by that is i don't know the list of people who are supposed to get tips oh for their services let me give you the scenario all right i'm traveling from louisville yesterday i get stuck in chicago it's a whole mess flights are canceled they lose my back right? oh, oh here's a nice place to spend oh, this time of oh, year oh, oh here's great right it's, it's a great place they always <laughs> flights are always on time sure. you know what i hate about O'Hare is when you circle it yes like so like yes. you get there. here's what happened to me the other day we got there 30 minutes early but we circled for 30 minutes. So it was like, we're here over O'Hare, but due to traffic issues, we've got to wait before mm-hmm. we land. Mm-hmm. So, like, why don't we just get there 30 minutes later? I don't want to circle O'Hare mm-hmm. for 30 minutes. But anyways, I get to O'Hare. My flight gets canceled. I make my way back here. They've lost my bag. Okay? So they got a bag guy, right? I guess a guy who retrieves bags, dropped it off at my house, which I'm very grateful for. He comes to my house. And he kind of gives me the look of, I think you're supposed to be giving me a tip. Oh. I don't, I mean, this is not, this is happening to me like one time before. So I don't tip him. Not because I'm actually a good tipper. 
I just wasn't used to. I didn't really understand if I'm supposed to tip him. Okay, so I've spent many a year working in the service industry. Okay. Here's why you're fine. Okay. Uh, This was a service provided to you that you, A, did not request, and B, was not your fault. They lost your bag. True. That's on them. It wasn't like... You requested a special, you know, had you said, hey, I'm, I'm flying. Can you send my bag to my house? That's different. It's completely different. I think you're fine. He, I, re- I really, really do. He gave me the he gave me the look to the point where when I got back in the house, I was like, man, should I have tipped him? I felt bad. I, wa- I wasn't sure. But it made me realize I don't know the list of people mm-hmm. who are supposed to get tips. Do you agree with me, Manny? Yeah. yeah I, 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 didn't, know, I didn't know I'm a tip. I think you're good. Because and I when I go out. If if you know we go out to eat, if the wife and I go grab a drink, or whatever, I tip great too. Yeah, just because I know that mm-hmm. the person that's either making my cocktail or pouring my beer or whatever, I know that they're not making you know a wage that they can live on. They're they're solely relying on tip money as that as that as their income from that job. And that's an automatic response. We know waiters and waitresses. We know like okay, they get tips, right? Yep. There's this other list of people though who are kind of in that tip category, but it's just not. Clear. I take rental cars all over the country when I travel, and sometimes the the rental car shuttle guy has like a cup. And my thing is like, if I put my bags onto the rental car shuttle, mm-hmm. am I still tipping you? Is that like, what's the factor there? Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. And I just feel like there needs to be a list of the people we're supposed to tip. Yeah, when you check into the hotel, if they they always ask, do you need help with your bags? I always say no because it's yes. usually one or possibly two. Yes, I'm good. I can I, I can handle my own it. bags, and I and I want to handle my own bags exactly. Um, so and that's the, the you know they'll send the guy or whatever to help you get to your room. But yeah, in, the, in that situation, if someone helps you with your stuff, yeah, you probably have to give them a couple bucks. But I'm going to handle my stuff on my own. No tip, right? Yeah, no tip. If I bring everything on, I had a situation, fellas, last summer where I get new furniture, right? And and the furniture dudes are moving the couches in, and he can't pull it up. So I've got to reach down and help him boost up my own couch, and and you in, know into your house into my house like they weren't really? strong enough to maneuver this thing. So I go down and I help him out, right? And I'm like, I, I'm not a part of this crew. Do I tip myself in that situation? What sure, do you do? Sure, because you actually did the physical act. I did. I came in with the muscle, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know. I've been lifting weights, everybody. So I come in and help out, but that wasn't part of it. What do I tip them? Do I take that away from the tip? I just need a manual on who I need to tip and how much. I So a couple of years ago, uh, we moved into our house that we live in currently. And the guy, I won't say what service, but I was having my television unit installed. Yeah. I'm not going to say whether it was a dish or cable or whatever. And the guy wrapped it up, and he took a couple hours, which whatever, it's that that's fine. And at the end, kind of gave me the all right, oh, uh, that's it, exactly. I'm thinking, well, okay, go right, exactly, leave, exactly. <laughs> but I and I I got later. I thought, was I supposed to give him a couple bucks? Because I I didn't think you tipped the the television service installation guy. I didn't think I did that. The dude, the dude who dropped off my bag, gave me that look. I didn't know. Or are some of some of these people are they savvy enough? To know that for every guy like you or me that's yeah. not going, is there going to be one guy that says, oh, I better give him 10 bucks? Do you know what I'm saying? So is he just doing that because he's savvy enough to know that out of the five bags, yes. one or two might might throw you a couple of bones? I think that's part of it, but it's also he knows that he looks like the hero, right? 
Here's your bag. Hey, it was lost. I helped you. I, I forget the fact that you've lost my bag, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm just thinking, wow, Joe, the delivery dude, has rescued my bag. Mm-hmm. Somehow found it in the vastness of the Chicago airport and dropped it off on my doorstep. What a hero. <laughs> I should give him something for this, right? Yes. That's the thing. But then okay. you make a good point. They lost the bag in the first it place. It was their error. Yes, it was their error. If anyone error. should be tipping, it's them. Mm-hmm. Tipping the dude. But he gave me that look, man, and I honestly felt bad. I did. I didn't know. And I, it, do you get what I'm saying? There's a list of yes. people out there, and with travel too, it's it's a completely different <sighs> animal because the there are so many things. Like for instance, I hate flying. I do. I love to travel, but yeah. I absolutely hate everything about going to the airport. I'm with you. I, I hate every everything about that, and I it's because I don't like being at the mercy of other people. I'm yeah. a very I'm a somewhat impatient person. I want to get it done, and I want to get it done now. I'm with you. So that's why when there's so many things that are left to chance that are out of your control, I I just oh that's that that kind of stuff drives me nuts. It, it was that entire experience. That was my day at O'Hare Airport. Huh. Flight canceled. Had to get rebooked. The whole thing. And I know people. You know, a lot of people don't have an opportunity to travel, so it's not like I'm like, oh hey, I get to travel. No, it's not that. It's just you you, you still lost my bag, right? Which I, I don't know how that happens. Like, there's a number. I put a tag on it. You tell me that whatever your system is, you can track this thing. Hey, so uh, normally when when Royce's in this, that chair, yeah, we don't like to run phone calls, but we got a couple people that want to weigh in. I need, I know, I right. need, I need the phone calls. Get some answers for you. Let's so, go to, man, yeah, let's go to Ryan and Wilmer first. What's up, Ryan? Hey, hey, Myron. Do you guys tip your garbage man? Yes, I do. Oh, that's good. What, what do you what do you tip them usually? Uh, well, the thing is, my normal guy they got bought out, so we left uh, a couple of bucks. Uh, actually, a gift card. My wife got him a gift card and a card, and then just you know, thank you for your service for the year. Okay, I I I know it kind of sounds greedy, but I personally, because I'm in the business, I recommend about fifty bucks. Yeah. Okay. And, like once, like a Christmas kind of once a year. Thing? Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, you, you break it down, it's less than a buck a week. Yeah. You know. But is that the expectation? Not really. Just the recognition. I mean, 50 bucks is nice, but I mean, just the recognition. Yeah, you thought of us because we do bust our ass all year long. Yeah. Right good, on. Thanks, Ryan. That's a good point. Appreciate Thanks for call, Ryan. Who else we got? We got anybody else? One more. We got Larry on the road. He's actually working right now delivering luggage. So Larry wants to weigh in. What's up, Larry? What's up, Larry? Hey, man. I uh, just wanted to let you know that um, it's not necessary to tip the driver, but we definitely do appreciate when people uh, do tip us. Sure. Um, and uh, we we don't work for the airlines. Okay. So we don't uh, necessarily know what happened to your luggage. We're just the guys that uh, get it delivered. And that's so, fair. It's not your fault. And, that, and that's the thing I was getting at. It's It's not your fault. You're just being hired to, to yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and usually people appreciate that. Sometimes, sometimes they don't realize that, and they think they uh, know what happened to your bag well, and and all that. Well, I appreciate it, Larry. That that helps me out a lot because I think again we need to have some sort of universal list. We'll get back to maybe a little bit of this. Talk some more sports on the ride here on fifteen hundred ESPN. Myron Metcalf back here on the ride, filling in for Patrick Royce, uh, who I hope is enjoying sunny skies somewhere. 
He's rooting for the cold for us here in the, <laughs> in the Twin Cities. So, guys, I, I have a little bit of uh, breaking news. Oh, my. Across the okay. uh, uh, here's our world. Breaking uh, news sounder. Manny oh. Fresh, what you got? <laughs> this is uh, from Field Yates, who uh, reports on the NFL for ESPN, of course. The Bengals have signed head coach Marvin Lewis no. to a two-year no. extension Stop. No. through Stop 2019. Stop making stuff up. No. Stop up. Stop making stuff up, man. I am we not can't... making it up. You uh, cannot uh, make uh, this up. Uh, wait, uh, how many? <laughs> a three-month contract? What? What? A, what? a two-year extension through 2019. Oh, I am what? not making this up, My- Myron, because you cannot make this up. <laughs> it, I, like, what? How much of that? Say. How much of that is being paid by the Buffalo Bills? Since the Bengals are the team that got them into the postseason, Ma- Marvin Lewis is like this should this should be a movie. He he is unstoppable. He's the Terminator. How do you he go won't from? Go away. But how do you go from being on the hot seat, which he's on the hot seat every year, right? To controlling your own fate and deciding, all right, fine, yeah, I'll sign a two year. Deal. He he's the guy who's like, you know what? I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave this relationship. And you're like, whatever, leave. And then he starts packing his bag, and you're like, wait, I don't know. I don't really know if I want that. That that's Marvin Lewis. He does it to the Bengals every year, and they're convinced psychologically somehow that they can't do better. But I do don't you understand think, it? Do you think though that it's a case of he must just have that great of a relationship with ownership? Because oh, that's exactly. a huge, oh, that's the that's the and and the thing too is Paul Brown, notoriously for like years, has always been that owner that when whenever there's speculation that something might happen, he does the opposite. Yeah, you're right. He yes. does the yes. opposite. Whenever and this has been going on with Marvin Lewis for a decade, yep. where whenever you think, okay, this is going to be it for Marvin, this is going to be it, he gets he gets a new he gets a new uh, a new extension. And then the Bengals come back and they have a nice year, and then you think, well, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, it looks like the Bengals are finally going to get back on track. And then they go five and eleven, and then we're thinking, oh yeah, this might be it for Marvin. It might, this might be time for him to part ways. And then he gets another extension. It doesn't. It's been the same cycle for a decade with him. It, it really doesn't make sense how he continues to like find a way. It, the NFL of all leagues, right? It's the hardest league to get a job and then keep a job, right? Like in terms of a head coaching job, it, it, people. Get, I mean, the Joseph in Denver almost lost his gig this year. Comes back, they say, okay, he'll be back for next season. But somehow Marvin Lewis has found a way to coach since two thousand and three. His best years, in his best year, he won eleven games. He's done that twice. I'm sorry, he won he went twelve and four in twenty fifteen. Yep. He's won eleven games twice. He's won ten games, I think, two or three times. But the last couple of years, what, six and nine and one, seven and nine this year. There's nothing about that that makes anyone go, you know what? This guy has a chance to to maybe build this team to make it even better, especially since he doesn't win in the playoffs. But you know what? I wonder how much of it too. Not that I agree with it, because I think that there just gets to a certain point where you just need a change. How much of it comes from the place of, okay, well, after they got humiliated by the Vikings here, they rebounded, they beat Detroit, who was trying to get into the playoffs, yep. and they knocked out their their rival in their division in Baltimore. Who was also trying to get into the playoffs. Who was also a, a miracle pass away from getting to the postseason. 
It's like a pride thing. Like Brown is like, hey, you you, you stuck it but to our rival. We know I mean, how that sport works. There is so much about well, they they fought for him till the end. But he hasn't won in the playoffs. I agree. But that's the thing. Years. At the end of the day, he has not won in the playoffs. Fifteen years and he's zero and seven. It in the makes playoffs. no sense to me <laughs> that a guy like that gets another chance. It, you know, when so many other coaches who have done more have done better don't have that kind of job security. It it is absolutely bizarre. Ooh. This isn't a Steelers situation with Tom. This isn't a no. you've got a team that's had three head coaches in how many years? This is a a team that should want to get better, I would think. And historically they have been one of the most un, you know, on and off the field, one a of joke. the most undisciplined football teams in the NFL, yeah. if not the most undisciplined. He has not won a game in the playoffs, people. Do, do they have a GM? I, I, I'm not, not. Nothing's ringing a bell. Do they have like a front office executive that's kind of, or is it? Is it they Paul do. Brown? His name is Marvin Lewis. Okay, <laughs> because clearly, if he's going to be two and, I mean, get a two year deal, how on earth do you get that in this situation unless ownership? Continues to say, "Look, that's my guy." Well, and you look out there too. If you're if you're Cincinnati, and I, again, I, I I don't agree with the decision, but I just I'm just trying to think of why they m- must have. There, yeah, you got Pat Shermer. There's a couple of guys that are going to get a head coaching job that are well deserved. But look around the league, your options are limited. I think, in my opinion, as much as they as they have ever been in this league. But I feel like we've been at this stage so many times with Marvin Lewis, who has performed well in you know a bunch of regular seasons has done nothing in the postseason. So that's the goal, right? To me, this message, if you're a fan of the Bengals right now, the message that is being sent is, we don't really care about winning in the postseason. We just want to be good to average in the regular season, and then we'll see what happens if we get to the postseason. But look at the avail- – okay, so go back to the availability. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're the Bengals – are you going to want to stick with a guy who at least has gotten you to a point where you're you're a postseason team, or do you want to roll the dice with Jack Del Rio or some of these other guys that are going to be Jim Caldwell, John yeah. Fox? I mean, it's not exactly like there's a lot of upgrades that are out there that are going to make you a better football team. And again, you could go with the the the, the hot up and coming coordinator route. I just don't think that that person's available right now. Okay, can I can I read off a, a yes. list for you guys? Okay, yep. I just discovered this. All right, th- these are the longest tenured coaches. So I'll just go. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Chuck Pagano. Six, you want to bring Chuck Pagano into the mix? Seven. <laughs> okay. The, so anything's worth a try with a guy who can't win in the playoffs, man. You, you guys will love this. So this is this are this is the seventh longest tenured head coaches currently in the National Football League. And I'll start with the longest tenured and and work my way down. Longest tenured number one is Bill Belichick. Number okay. two. Marvin Lewis, number three, Mike McCarthy, and and Sean Payton. So they're three and four. They're tied. Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, and Jason Garrett. Now, Belichick, McCarthy, Payton, Tomlin, and Harbaugh. What do they all have in common? Quarterback. They've all won Super Bowls. Super Bowl champs. They've all won Super Bowls. Okay. And Marvin is Marvin Lewis. And Jason Garrett, what do they have in common? Losing records. No, they have. Win- they both have winning records. They don't have Super Bowls. No, they, but they don't. They don't, they don't have no, Super. They, they don't have Super Bowls. Wins. It's like. And here's the other thing. Although Garrett Garrett does have a postseason win. Okay. But here's the other thing. Both of those guys, they're they're two of the seven longest tenured head coaches. They have not won Super Bowls. And they both are in situations where their owners are the de facto GMs of their teams. That that's a huge 
that's a huge factor. I mean, if they can um, override all no decisions, more. that that's it. But I mean, that list you described, he he's not Michael. If he, this, this were the Jacksons, he ain't Michael. He's not even Latoya. <laughs> he ain't Reby. Anybody know Reby? No, you never heard of Who her. The but she's a Jackson. Reby? Exactly. Okay, she's a Jackson. <laughs> I don't know which he's not even Tito. I don't know yeah, which Jackson he is. I was going to say he's not even Tito. We'll talk more football <laughs> when we get back, man. I'm 1500 ESPN. Sports update with my man, John. What do you got for us? <laughs> That's fine. Uh, this update sponsored by KFC. KFC's signature pot pie is filled with delicious Kentucky fried chicken and veggies and topped with golden flaky crust, all for just $3.99. KFC, it's finger licking good. The Vikings might be the second seed in the NFC, but they are the conference favorite to reach the Super Bowl, according to at least one Las Vegas Superbook. I don't want to hear that, John. Westgate has the New England Patriots as the consensus favorite to win Super Bowl 52. Uh, The Vikings are next at 4-1. Philadelphia, the NFC's top seed, is at 15-1 as the NFL playoffs get set to start this weekend. Of course, they're without Carson Wentz. He's out for the season. Backup Nick Foles taking over as the team's starting quarterback. Uh, they were beaten six to nothing by the Cowboys this past Sunday. The Vikings will have a first round bye and play host to the Rams on January 14th if Los Angeles beats Atlanta in the opening round, or they'll play the winner of the Carolina New Orleans game if Atlanta beats the Rams. I love that the Rams tried everything possible to not have the three seed and face the Vikings in the second round, <laughs> and they backed their <laughs> they way backed right their in. Way right everybody into it. lost on Sunday. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Meanwhile, Vikings offensive coordinator Pat Shermer, uh, we heard over the weekend that the Lions, Bears, and Cardinals have each requested interviews or have them scheduled for later this week. And today, a new team has entered the mix. ESPN reporting the New York Giants also want to meet with Shermer. Vikings quarterback Sam Bradford, by the way, returned to practice today two months after that cleanup surgery on his left knee. He was placed on injured reserve uh, November 8th, and this was the first week he was eligible to come back practicing with the team. Uh, Vikings have that first round bye, of course, and they'll have up to three weeks to decide whether or not to put Bradford back on the active roster for the playoffs. Uh, Some late-breaking NFL news. Carson Palmer is calling it a career. Palmer writing in an open letter to fans. Over the years, I've had teammates who decided to hang it up, and I would ask them how they knew when it was time to walk away. The answer almost always the same. You just know. For me, that time is now. Why? Quite simply, I just know. 38-year-old Palmer coming off a season that was cut short by a knee injury. A three-time Pro Bowler, Palmer was a Heisman Trophy winner at USC and the first overall pick in the 2003 NFL Draft. Palmer spent his first eight seasons with the Bengals before being traded to the Raiders, playing in Oakland for two years, and then finishing his career with the five years in Arizona. That's how long Marvin Lewis has been with the Cincinnati Bengals, that he drafted Carson Palmer. Oh, my God, you're right. It's also easier easier to know when to leave when you got $100 million in the bank as well, right? Yeah. That might be the sign, too, of your Carson Palmer. He he was hurt last season at the end, too, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Yes, he had two years in a row where Mm -hmm. he... Wild forward Zach Parisi will make his season debut tonight at the X as the Wild play Florida. Parisi has missed the first 39 games of the season after preseason back surgery. Uh, also on the Wild injury front, forward Nino Niederreiter with a lower body injury will practice tomorrow. He should be back for Thursday's game against Buffalo. Wolves with the night off after their win over the Lakers last night. They're on the East Coast to play the Nets tomorrow evening. Uh, Gopher senior guard Nate Mason still day-to-day with an ankle injury heading into Wednesday's Big Ten home game against Illinois. That coming from head coach Richard Pitino today. Pitino said Mason is able to do shooting grills but not cut and move laterally when working out during a shoot-around before Saturday's win against Harvard. 
couple other NFL notes to pass along. The San Francisco 49ers say yes. They want Jimmy Garoppolo to be their franchise quarterback now and well into the future. Uh, John Lynch said in this uh, today's season-ending news conference that Garoppolo is their guy. Garoppolo's five starts helped the Niners finish with a flourish. Lynch said, look, we want Jimmy to be a Niner for a long, long time, and that process is going to take place here. We're eager to get that done. Garoppolo scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent in March. Lynch made it clear the 49ers have no intention of letting Garoppolo test what would be a, probably a pretty good market out on the open market for Garoppolo. He was acquired by San Francisco from the New England Patriots for a 2018 second-round draft pick on October 31st. He got his first start December 3rd against the Bears. Uh, he did set a franchise record for passing yards in his first five starts with the team, throwing for 1,542 yards. It is weird that they waited so long to finally play him. Because yeah. it wasn't like they had other options. Because the other yeah. C.J. Beathard, whatever other stiff they rolled out there were awful. Well, yeah. he's getting a lot of love out there. Case Keenum uh, would love to know what that feels like. 5-0 <laughs> <laughs> uh, and oh as a starter for the 49ers uh, as they end the season 6-10. and 10. He's a pretty good-looking dude, too, man. I, I, I'd pay yeah. good money. He's got that days of like our lives. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. No, actually, more like one. What are those uh, the, the Spanish novellas? What are they called? The Spanish soap operas. What in the hell are you talking about? They're like about? novellas. What are they called? It's a name. I can't think of the name. Okay. It looks like one of those guys you see on telenovelas. Okay. Kenny might know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does have that days of our lives kind of, that hair is now. Who, Kenny know. or Jimmy? Both. Got it. <laughs> I can't tell the two apart. Uh, so, Chris, uh, as Pat would say, he gives you urges. Was that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Garoppolo oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Much like Dennis Eckersley did for Royce back in the 90s. <laughs> and after earning the number two seed in the AFC, the Steelers are enjoying a bye week before their playoff run begins. Now, Antonio Brown, of course, he's still recovering. That, that bye week should do him good. And apparently, it will also allow offensive coordinator Todd Haley to recover from an injury of his own. The Steelers confirming today Haley suffered an injury after the team's regular season finale on Sunday. How? Oh. He suffered a hip injury when he was shoved outside a bar near Heinz Field. <laughs> he got into oh, a bar no. fight. Oh, no. That, according to NFL.com's Ian Rappaport and our buddy Tom Pelissero, uh, police are apparently still investigating the incident. The Steelers will face either the Titans, Chiefs, or Jaguars on January 14th. Spectacular. Oh, wow. Well, we'll be back talking more sports here on the ride with Royce. I'm Iron Matt filling in. Back on 1500 here, if I had a voice, back on 1500, the ride with Patrick Royce and Meyer Metcalf filling in. Lost my voice there for a second. You're going to be all right? We're going to need to send in reinforcements, maybe a lozenge, or you're good good to go? I don't know what happened there. I'm going to have to follow follow Patrick and and go go the Diet Coke route. Yeah, I I got some. (laughs) I got to keep going with that or something. But um, So I was, uh, I went to Minnesota State Mankato. And go Mavs. I, and I, go Mavs. I covered training camp for the Minnesota Vikings. I remember when Dante Culpepper was so big, right? He actually, during like a film session at night or something like that, he parts like three people in with this big SUV. Like he was late. So he just like parked wherever. Blocked like three people, mm-hmm. right? And the people come back to their cars and they were like excited and taking pictures that Dante Culpepper had blocked him. That's how much they loved Culpepper, right? He was like such a rock star in those were they, good years. Would these have been fellow teammates? Fans. No, they've been fans. So it's just like he basically is late for a film session. 
Okay. And he drives over to, I don't know if you know the Mankato campus. Oh, yeah. Spent many years there. But wherever he is, he's in like a little parking lot, and he just parks the car and gets out. Okay. And blocks a bunch of people in. Fans who are there for training camp. And people, because everyone knew his car. You know, he's the only car that had the Mm -hmm. 48-inch rims or whatever, you know, he had on that thing. But people were so excited just to see the car there, even though he was blocking everybody in because he was that much of a rock star. Like, he was so beloved. And he was such a guy who people just, they wanted to see him do well. Uh, It was like there was a cultural element in terms of people jumping on the Culpepper bandwagon. Mm -hmm. I bring him up because Case Keenum has none of that, right? Case Keenum has nothing beyond his stats and his success, and that's like what he's limited to. Now, I think people appreciate him, definitely. I think Vikings fans are excited for where they are and the potential of what could happen. But I don't think he's beloved. I don't think he has what other quarterbacks in this city have had in terms of how people have been devoted to them and been attached to them. But we debated this in the 3 o'clock hour. However, that that is all 100% accurate. If this guy, Case I'm talking about, if he wins the Super Bowl, it will elevate him above everybody else that has ever played quarterback for this team. True. Including Tarkington, including everybody. Well, well, if he wins the Super Bowl. But does he have to play great in the Super Bowl to get no, that? No, I don't think so. I, I think if he plays just a regular average Case Keenum day, it will elevate him to, he will be the most beloved quarterback in this franchise's history, regardless of whether they retain him, if he resigns here, if he goes to wherever, it doesn't matter. He will be the most beloved quarterback in this franchise's history with I'm, the fans, with I'm, the fans. I'm going to disagree, and maybe Manny mm. agrees. I'm not sure because, to me, this is more Brad Johnson with Tampa Bay, Trent Dilfer with the Ravens than, you know, Kurt Warner or someone like that who's kind of an unknown guy who leads his team to the promised land. I don't know that he'll get that. Will he be sort of this guy that, you know, no one else can say they have a Super Bowl and he'll hold a special place? Yeah. Bigger than all those guys, he's got a lot of ground to cover if that's going to happen. But here, th- think, here, oh, go ahead, Manny. Go well, ahead. Here's what I'll say though. I think the the Buccaneers they won the Super Bowl with Brad Johnson, but I don't know if that fan base really. I think it's a different fan base down there than it is up here. What do you mean? Because like I think up here. Minnesota sports fans, we we like to find guys to love. And if Case Keenum wins a Super Bowl with the Minnesota Vikings, I think he has then at that point given this fan base a reason to absolutely love him and elevate him above a lot of other quarterbacks that have played that have played in this league and uh for this team because I mean people still love Tommy Kramer, they love Fran Tarkenton, they love Dante Culpepper, they love Brett Favre for the one year that he was here, and those guys didn't win Super Bowls. So why don't they love Case now, though? Because he hasn't done it yet. And I think the other part of it, too, is not necessarily that there is a uh, an element of, of not loving Case Keenum. I think that there are, for the hardcore Viking fans, you know, and there's a lot of them out there, that this is the most followed team, it's not even close in this market. But I think there's also the element of we're afraid of not being let down again because this franchise has given them nothing to suggest that it won't break their hearts. 
when it when it matters the most. That could all change with him winning this. I'm just saying I think that that also plays a part of, part into this in that you know, Dante Culpepper was a first-round draft pick. There was a lot of hype, you know, and he had some early success when he first got 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 the chance to play. But he didn't do this. But with Case, you know, they're kind of okay. Is this is this for real? You know, he he was an undrafted quarterback. He he's been a journeyman. He's been on practice squads. You know, he's been a backup for the most part of his career. I just think that there's so many question marks that the fan base looks at. And is it ready to believe that this really could be the team that ultimately breaks the curse? See, and that that that's bizarre to me. I think there's, you know, I think you're you're right to, on some levels, but this is a market that's embraced the underdog like no one else. Here. I mean, this is a market that's loved I'll, the guy with that story. I'll give you I'll give you a prime example. I was having this conversation with a friend of mine about two three weeks ago that lives in St. Louis. Yeah, and we were talking about the difference between. Case Keenum and Kurt Warner. You know, when Kurt Warner came up, he said, I, until Kevin Dyson was, it was a Kevin Dyson that was stopped short of the goal line. Mm -hmm. I kept thinking, there is no chance this guy's going to win us a Super Bowl. And he, you know, he, he's lived in that, he's lived in in St. Louis his entire life. He literally did not believe that 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 team had the chance to win a Super Bowl until they were hoisting the trophy. But going into that Super Bowl, and that might be true, but going into that Super Bowl, they were called the greatest show on turf. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there was a bandwagon attached to Kurt Warner and Isaac Bruce and Marshall Falk and what they were doing. And and, and my thing with that this, team also went thirteen and three. True, and they had a bye. They played the Vikings their first playoff game. Mm-hmm. And keep this in mind: the Vikings were winning that game at halftime. Yeah, and a lot 17-14. of that, a lot of that talk was, well, okay, the, the, they're finally playing a team. Uh, you know, playoff caliber team because they had a, a pretty weak schedule going into that postseason. And you remember too the NFC Championship game, the Buccaneers gave that Rams team everything they could possibly handle, at least on the defensive side of the ball. So I I could see how that Rams team, like there there, I think there was some doubt. I think there was a lot of doubt. As great a regular season as they had offensively and everything, I think there was still. The fans were still kind of like, oh, I don't know. I think especially in that NFC Championship game against Tampa Bay. So I, I, I think here it's it's a very similar thing. And I and I think if they can win a Super Bowl with Case Keenum, I think Case Keenum will elevate to levels in this town that have never that no other Viking player has, at least no other Viking quarterback has been elevated to. I, I want to continue this when we come back. I want to get calls on this six five one six four six. 8255 or 877-615-1500. I want to hear from some Viking fans when we come back here on 1500. Myron Metcalf here on the ride, filling in for Patrick Royce. Uh, Earlier segment, I said we'd uh, take some calls. We're going to carry those over into the 5 o'clock hours. We have some time to sift through that, and we can talk about Case Keenum, uh, and just why Vikings fans don't love them the way that you they know, should. You mentioned something during the break. I think it's worth bringing up here quickly. You said that you think that the the defense is the one that gets all the love. Yeah. Don't you think that that's the way it should be, though? Because the defense is technically the star of this team. True. I mean, the, the defense is there. This is a team that they, they win the Super Bowl. Spot without, no. yeah. If they win the Super Bowl, it's going to be because this defense is outstanding, right? Mm-hmm. But every championship team 
needs a, a quarterback who's at least a stabilizer. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I think Case Keenum has been much more than that. I think it's kind of refreshing, though, just because we are so quarterback star driven with that league that I think it's it's cool that a team can be this good that doesn't have Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, what have you at, at the quarterback. Drew Brees, yeah, at the, at the quarterback position. It, it's a great story. No, I think that's you know what helpful. they are? Look at Denver when they beat Carolina two years ago. That's what this team is. Peyton Manning although, was although, a shell of what he. Although I would, I would probably have taken Case Keenum. What what we've gotten out of Case Keenum this year over what Peyton Manning was. Oh <laughs> yeah, he was hundred percent. was terrible that year. And Case has been a playmaker. I mean, that's the thing is, I think here's the problem with Case Keenum. It's hard when you have a defense that's this good to get away from the game manager tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. People don't see him as a playmaker. I think he's been a playmaker. Well, and especially because these last couple of weeks, you can tell they went in going, we're going to run the ball. 100%. We're going to run out the clock. We're going to get out of here alive. So it, and that was completely done by design. Not saying that Case wasn't capable of making a couple of plays when he needed to, because he did. But you could tell, especially on Sunday, where it's like, oh, I see what we're doing. Yeah. We're yeah. just going to run the ball. They, what, they have like 36 Rushing attempts. It was a lot against the Bears on Sunday. No, it was a lot, and I think that takes that takes away some of the shine. Thielen, hey, MSU grad, go mm-hmm. Mavs. Yeah, when he makes these catches, no one says it's Case. Like, I mean, Adam has made some ridiculous catches, Manny, mm-hmm. but he's not doing a backflip every time. He's, I mean, he's not <laughs> doing any acrobatics every time. Sometimes right. Case is just putting it right there on the money. And he's hauling it in. And, and Case I doesn't think, get credit for that. And and I think when you look at when you really watch Case Keenum play, when you watch how he moves around in the pocket, you know how he sort of slide steps away from pressure, and he steps up in the pocket a lot. He keeps his eyes downfield even when he's sort of moving around. And I mean, he's it's it's been it's been impressive to watch. It's been really good, really good quarterbacking. He's been doing more than I think just managing managing uh, this managing this offense. And I, and I agree it. You know what? This thing would not happen without Case Keenum. And that's what I think people need to acknowledge. You could have a great defense, but without a guy like that, we're not talking about the Super Bowl. We'll talk more about the Super Bowl when we come back here on 1500 ESPN. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.